0: Hi, this is Sedge Thompson. Welcome to this special Audio Highlights podcast from West Coast Live. For more information about our shows and other guests and podcasts, wcl.org. Here at this table, uh, look at this, the most interesting people gather here at Green's. Look at this. (laughs) The great writer Arlie Hochschild is over at one of these tables. Hi, nice to see you. Nice to see that you're getting a shift off here. Thank you. Uh, I'm uh, joined uh, here by uh, Noah Levine, who's written a book called Dharma Punks. Great to uh, take off on Dharma Bums. And Scoop Nisker, Wes Scoop Nisker, uh, whose book is called The Big Bang, The Buddha, and the Baby Boom. And he also has a CD, and you may know him from his uh, work on radio over the many years. Thank you uh, both very much for, for coming here. Uh, Noah, uh, you are decorated here with tattoos uh, all over your. Uh, your body. It's quite beautiful, um, but it, the Buddha is on one, I think, and who else is on your arms here?
1: A uh, tattoo of Krishna, of um, Tara from the Tibetan tradition in Buddhism, of Mary from the Western tradition, uh, Radha, um, and Krishna from the Hindu tradition. And
0: your your father, Stephen Levine, is, is an author and teacher and renowned for, for writing on, on Buddhist issues and about living and dying, and I think that he noticed that when you first came home with a tattoo, that was how you had finally gotten to him. He was kind of accepting of you as a rebellious youth, but the first tattoo kind of did it for him.
1: Yeah, it was uh, pretty interesting. I think that actually my parents thought that I'd got into some sort of fascist cult or something, and later admitted also that it was just his uh, maybe Jewish conditioning around tattooing. And years later, both uh, Stephen and Andrea came to get tattoos, and it became this really shared interest.
0: Do you uh, sort of compare and contrast then, like you lift up a corner of the shirt? Or...
1: One of the main topics of conversation is, so, you know, did you get any new ink?
0: <laughs> <laughs> your uh, life, in order to, to uh, try and make your own way in the world, uh, because you believed that everything that the adults were teaching you was, was not true, was false, was to take to the streets. Drugs, stealing, wild sex, graffiti, jail time. Uh, you had a conversation with your, your father about uh, how to prepare for some jail time.
1: Yeah, it wasn't so much preparing. It was uh, the brink of suicide and you know, the depth of hopelessness. And uh, you know, really skillfully, my father said, well, I've been there. And the only thing that's ever worked for me is meditation, spiritual practice. Although I'd probably heard that my whole life, at that moment, in enough pain, I got it and began a meditation practice. Where
0: were you standing at the time you had that conversation?
1: I believe I was sitting on the floor, uh, on the telephone, uh, just outside of my cell.
0: And your father encouraged you to begin to breathe?
1: Yeah, just gave me the basic mindfulness of breath, meditation instructions, present time awareness, letting go of all the fear of prison in the future and regret of violence and addiction in the past and just being in the present.
0: And part of the title of uh, Dharma Punks refers to a generation. I mean, you you've, you still spend time with punk rock bands. You play yourself?
1: I don't play, but it's a large part of my life.
0: So often people associate the, the shakuhachi, you know, the. The, the Tibetan bell gong and so forth with Zen Buddhist practice. How does punk music fit in with that?
1: I'm um, not sure where, you know, even, I'm not even familiar with that term. Or, uh, I think that for me, Buddhism and punk rock are both founded on seeking freedom, on looking for answers to, you know, the, the, the questions of life. Punk rock sees really clearly the oppression and inequality and you know problems in the world, as does Buddhism. Uh, Buddhism tends to answer, you know, give some solution and offer some practices to find freedom from that suffering, that punk rock often doesn't come around to.
0: So, how long have you been uh, sort of off the streets or healed, or do you see this uh, a continuing process in your life?
1: Certainly a continuing process. Um, I've been practicing for about 15 years now, since that experience, uh, while I was institutionalized at 17. Um, But definitely, it's an ongoing process, and my practice is my life, and um, a lot of my focus these days is about trying to share that practice with other people.
0: And where do you do this? You have a program in which you work with, with young people who maybe have taken the same path you have, and you want to help them.
1: Yeah, about uh, seven years ago, I started going back into the same juvenile hall facility that I had been institutionalized in and offering uh, meditation instructions, classes in that jail. Um, that has now turned into a nonprofit organization as everything tends to get organized. Um,
0: An institution of another kind.
1: Exactly. And um, actually, currently, I'm focusing more on working at San Quentin with adults in the prison through a project called the Insight Prison Project. And I've, I have mean, I worked with Norman for years, creating uh, rites of passage groups for, through the Zen Center, Spirit Rock, creating programs for teenagers, um, just kind of across the board.
0: When you look back at that time, when you were 15, 16, 17, and and taking off and making your own way, it sounds like you were trying to create your own rite of passage.
1: Uh, Certainly not consciously trying to create anything. uh, More seeking some answers, some solution to the internal experience of, of confusion. And really, bottom line, just looking for happiness, looking for freedom in the most confused ways you can possibly imagine.
0: And you went through a time where you, uh, you, wanted, you thought you'd be happy if you had a car. You thought you'd be happy if you had a girlfriend. You thought you'd be happy if you had a television set. You thought you'd be happy if you got drugs of one kind. So where do you find yourself with, with happiness now?
1: Well, my life's experience has shown me crystal clear that happiness doesn't exist anywhere in anything outside of myself. Um, that really it's an inside job and that the path to happiness is through practice, through practicing uh, skillful choices and wholesome uh, cultivation of understanding and acceptance, rather than looking at any material object or any object at all, of really going inward into seeing the truth of each moment unfolding.
0: Do you find that this is an easy message for your students to hear, or do you recognize they also have to come to that conclusion on their own?
1: I think it's quite an easy message to hear. I think it's a very challenging task to practice. Uh, The Buddha likened it to swimming upstream. He said, it's not for the masses. Everyone's not going to do it. It's actually an act of rebellion. It's an act of going against those internal streams of greed and hatred and delusion. And so only the few, you know, the precious, those with little dust in their eyes, the Buddha said, have that ability to go upstream. Quite easy to hear, not so easy to practice.
0: Noah Levine, whose book is called Dharma Punks, P-U-N-X, and it's, uh, it's just out uh, at the end of the month, but I know Gary Frank here, it's, it's being published by HarperCollins, it's a memoir. When you, when you sat down and, and, and you finished this book, did you feel that you yourself had then completed a rite of passage yourself, that you were able to put this part of your life uh, in another context for you, that it was somebody else other than you?
1: Um, not necessarily in those terms for me, that it's an ongoing process, that it was quite powerful to sit down and write about it. Uh, it was quite cathartic. Uh, so many of my friends and people on the journey have passed and died or are in prison. And, um, so it was actually quite painful to write about and also quite healing.
0: Noah Levine, thank you very much for being here on the West Coast Lies. Um <laughs> Dharma Punks. This is Edge Thompson. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Try out others from West Coast Live right here, and we look forward to having you in one of our audiences one day. For more information, wcl.org.